This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Well, good morning. It is Monday. You are dialed to Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Malcolm White with Carol Palmer. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Mal. How you doing? I am well, thank you. We've had a a rainy Sunday, which is really good for the garden, the yard. And today is a little bit overcast in the capital city, but it's beautiful and it's not as hot as it has been. Yes, I like that little rain to cool things down. Summer shower. I know. I sat on the front porch with my mom rocking yesterday in a soft rain, and I thought, you know, life is good. Life is good. So uh, we now have a new rebroadcast time. We we cut a spot last week announcing uh, that our show, which you are dialed to, is a live show every Monday morning at 9 a.m., Deep South Dining with Malcolm and Carol is a live show. What we announced uh, last week was that it will be aired an additional time uh, on Sunday mornings. Again, this is the Monday live show uh, will continue, but we will add a second re-airing or rebroadcast on Sunday mornings at 9 as well. So if you miss us on Monday, you can catch us on Sunday. We're a repeat. A repeat. We're going down repeat street. So if you didn't get enough of us on Monday, uh, give us a shot on Sunday. Now, also... You can listen to us on a podcast, as people all over the world do. We're big in Portugal. Huge. Huge. Huge in Portugal. And uh, I was telling someone this morning, uh, I've had probably 10 or 12 people stop me over the weekend and say, well, I heard y'all are moving to Sunday. And I was like, no, 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 we're not moving. We're just adding a rebroadcast. But I think almost 50% of our listeners, Carol, come to us via the podcast. They do. The pod has been a great thing for us. It's connected us with people literally all over the world. And didn't you love it when somebody called in from Peru a couple that of weeks ago? That was a week ago? or so ago, Yeah, yeah. And when Liz Gill wrote on the board where the phone call was coming from, she put Peru, dot, 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 yes, comma, that Peru. (laughs) Not Peru, Tennessee. So, Liz, tell our listeners a little bit more about our podcasting option and how it works. There are literally dozens of ways you can listen to MPB show podcasts, but I'm not going to tell you dozens of them. Let's let's keep it simple and maybe just do three or four. All of MPB's radio shows that are podcast, you can find from mpbonline.org slash radio. That's also how you can listen live. You can go to mpbonline.org slash radio. You can listen live, and then each of our shows has a little picture there, and you can click on that. It'll take you to the podcast page. So the podcast page for Deep South Dining is deepsouthdining.mpbonline.org. That will show you all of the podcasts there. Each has a little picture, all the show notes for each of the show. And the easiest way is to download some type of podcasting app. I happen to use uh, Podcast Addict. Some people use Stitcher. Some people use Spotify. However you want to do that. And if you subscribe to the show, then you can always find us on your podcast platform. And by subscribing to the show, that is free. There is no charge. You bet. You bet. It just means it will pop up every time you turn on your podcast app so that you will be reminded, hey, there's a new Deep South Dining podcast to listen to. You know, I have an iPhone, and there's a purple podcast yes. app that actually comes on the phone. Yes. And and that's what I use. Hmm. Okay. So... Also in the news, our friend Chef David Rains uh, just opened up Rains Cellars in Flora. Uh, This is a continuation of the Flora culinary boom that is going out there. David has his butcher shop, 
there are fa- many farms out there like Salad Days, Two Dog Farms, and much more going on in downtown Flora. And I know, Carol, you are a regular out there. Oh, I am because we're only right down the road uh, on Highway 22. So we pop in for meet at the Flora Butcher now, pick up a bottle of wine. But there are also some great places to eat in Flora. And one is, of course, Dave's Triple B. Yeah. That's so, a good place. Yeah, it used to Flora, be Flora's a happening. Street. It's a destination. Mm-hmm. Just run into all sorts of people in Florida, but it really shows what can happen to a small town when you start getting traction. And I know, Malcolm, you spent a lot of your career talking about the small uh, town traction. The, yeah, well, small <laughs> the town. The creative economy. The creative economy. And, uh, f- you know, Flora is a great example of that. Excellent example. Makes you proud to see theory turned into practice. Yeah, and to see good people thriving. Well, uh, I've eaten some great food this week, and, and some of the best that I had was last night uh, in my own home. Uh, my wife, Kara, made a fabulous salad last night. Uh, While we were in Oxford um, over the weekend for our great friend Sally Killebrew's wedding to... Sally Killebrew, now Howarth. That's right. Kara um, uh, picked up a used book in Off Square Books while we were waiting for our parade to unfold. And it was a book uh, of Mediterranean dishes. And so she made last night this fabulous salad with cucumbers and onions and tomatoes and feta cheese, and it was all sort of tossed into this lemony, uh, uh, beautiful salad dressing. And it was one of the dishes that we had last night, and it was so, so good. Have you eaten well lately, Carol? I have eaten well. I ate well all weekend in Oxford, and I guess my favorite dish of the weekend was at City Grocery was an individually served paella. Ah, I had that as well. We had choices. I chose the paella as well. Yes. With royal red shrimp. The royal reds are running now. We had quite a few royal reds over the weekend. Well, that's interesting because my favorite, I had two favorite tastes, two bites uh, over the weekend uh, while celebrating the uh, Killebrew Holworth wedding of which you and I uh, and a multitude of our friends uh, also attended. Uh, but the uh, the Royal Reds were the centerpiece of one of my favorite dishes, too, which was the ceviche, which was served as an appetizer. It was excellent. That ceviche was rocking with it the Royal excellent. Reds. And the lettuce wrap that we had the Friday night before, did you get any of that? I did not. That was outstanding. Uh, it may have been salad days. I don't know. But so what really what fine. was the meat or what was the well, protein in it? I never knew. I, I speculated that it was pork and it was highly seasoned and it was delicious and there was it's because you you take this lettuce wrap and stick it in your mouth and you've got this cold fresh uh, sort of gardeny flavor on the front end and then bam uh, the meat or the protein in the middle was just highly seasoned and warm and it was just this beautiful sort of. Uh, party in my mouth yes it was a party i'm sure it was a party in your mouth but you know i love the idea of lettuce wraps and that is something that you know, i experienced many years ago in asian culture while uh, traveling and working in asia and i'm so happy to see on many menus now you see that because you're you're not uh you know, you're not using bread or right. pita or something that really conflicts with the taste. You get the pure taste of the food with a little lettuce chaser. I love it. The first time I ever had a lettuce wrap was in a Vietnamese restaurant in California, and it literally blew my mind. I yeah. didn't know what it was, and it was, yep. I was so excited. You'd you know, make your own, like, like yep. a taco yep. kind of thing. But anyway, I'm also happy that lettuce wraps uh, have become mainstream. Let let me mention another dish I had. Um, We ate at McEwen's on the square in Oxford yesterday for Mm -hmm. lunch. And I had the steak and eggs benedict hold the steak. And it it was decorated with royal reds. I had the royal egg, reds have taken over well, Oxford. I had, you know, a, a beautiful eggs benedict, a shrimp eggs benedict and it was just absolutely beautiful. Wow, wow. We had a nice meal uh, at St. Leo 
um, which was um, it, it had it had it had a wonderful sal chopped salad with these fabulous grilled Gulf shrimp on the top, which were just yummy. Uh, so there's so many places to eat. Square Pizza, we we stuck our head in there and visited and had a bite. Um, Wish I'd been to Ajax. Ajax is always a favorite. Uh, we dipped in and out of there quickly. Uh, you know, there was just so much going on, and we were only there two days. And then we had a parade we did. We did indeed. Uh, we produced a parade for our you friend you Sa- and Donna, Donna, Donna Barksdale. Produced a parade. And we actually had members of the Ole Miss Band. That's right. We had an antique, beautiful, cherry red Pontiac owned by Jack Garner, and he and Ryan Byrne drove the bride and groom around the square with the band playing and the rest of us wedding party, marching, marching and celebrating with handkerchiefs in the air. Yes, we were. And uh, this was a surprise piece that you and Donna uh, cooked up for Sal and David. And boy, were they shocked when they walked out. They thought they were just going to walk out of their condominium where they were married, walk to City Grocery for the dinner. And lo and behold. (laughs) But no, there was a band playing. That's right. Of course, Sally's character, she immediately throws her bouquet up with one hand and starts dancing. and, And that's why we did it. It was fantastic. So, uh, congratulations to our great friends, uh, Sally Killamrew and David Holworth, and uh, for the opportunity to celebrate uh, their nuptials. It was really, and we ate well. Uh, we ate I well. Must say. And Malcolm, did you see that it's National Asparagus Day? Is that today? Well, the twenty fourth. Uh, what is today? I don't even know what today is. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> this is May the twenty third. Oh, okay. Well, let's tomorrow. not celebrate till well, tomorrow. Well, no, let's get people ready for tomorrow uh, for National Asparagus Day. So, so how will you celebrate? Uh, it hasn't really uh, come to me yet. Uh, I may have to make a decorative asparagus hat or a sash or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just eat some asparagus. I think I'm going to just eat some asparagus. What's your favorite way? To- I like to roast it, you know, where you drizzle a little yes. olive oil and then rub it with your hand, stick it in. Under a hot broiler. 450, yeah, yeah, for seven or eight minutes. Yeah. I like it like that. But in the springtime when the asparagus is really, really, really great, I love to put it in salads. I love to put it in pasta salads or in pasta. How about you? I love it on the grill, though it's tricky. You need one of those uh, a basket baskets it, to keep the asparagus from uh, diving into the hot coals. Uh, it's a juggling act. So get a basket. As you say, olive oil, salt, pepper, any other herbs, Mediterranean perhaps, that you would like. Rub them nicely and then put them in the rack and pop them on a hot, hot coals and a hot fire and sear them nicely, but leave them with a snap. Got to have a snap. You don't want to have a wilted asparagus. No. no. That it, it's wrong. It's wrong. Hey, who knew that great popsicles had their own day? I did not uh, know that until uh, I saw it in print. And when it, when is the last time you had a great popsicle? Uh, it's been a minute. Now, we have popsicles at our house for the grandkids, and there might be a grape option. So, yeah, I used to turn purple a lot. The tongue and the lips. <laughs> there's, there's just nothing like it. Now, uh, we went to Costco yesterday to pick up groceries, and uh, I uh, sort of took a shortcut over to the uh, the food window and had my very first Costco hot dog. Now I had no idea they served food at Costco. I know. Uh, it's they have everything. Uh, as, literally, as, as Kara pointed out to me, they sell tires, clothing. Literally, they sell everything that one could want in a Costco, including gas. You know, they have a gas station. But either way, I had heard about these hot dogs, and so while Kara shopped, I went over. And got my first Costco dog. They're gigantic. That, that's the first thing you need to know. These things are every bit of a foot long. Well, you know, I used to hear a lot about foot long hot dogs. You don't. No, you don't hear about. You don't anymore. hear that anymore. So maybe they're not exactly twelve inches. Well, I didn't measure them. Okay, I did not next have, time. I, 
<laughs> but they're large, and they're all beef, uh, and the bun is substantial. And they have uh, four condiment options, and they're all in these sort of squeeze uh, container, very sterile. It's, it's, it's very industrial in Costco. The seating, the arrangements are all very industrial. But they had mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, and sweet pickle relish, and those were your options. Of course, which is fine for me because I prefer mustard and relish and onion, but they did not have onion. Well, I saw the picture that you posted on cooking and coping, and that was a giant hot dog. That's a substantial dog. And I was pressed to to give it a rating. I wasn't going to. So I said on a one to five, I'd give it a 3.5, three and a half. So there you go. Okay. I wonder if More. anybody cares about uh, the Costco hot dog. And if they do, all they have to do is pick up their phones and dial toll-free 1-877-672-7464. Or in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, chick- uh, egg salad. Egg salad. I almost said chicken salad, but no. We can talk Wh- which about came that, first, too. Egg salad or chicken, or chicken salad? Who knows? But we'll be right back. We'll take your calls. We'd love to hear from you if you want to. Shoot us an email. We do that as well. Just send it to food at mpbonline.org. And uh, there's been a very robust conversation about egg salad on cooking and coping. Uh, Egg salad is a summer sensation, and we want to talk all about it. So stay tuned. Carol and I will be right back. We have Liz Gill on the board today. Thank you, Liz, for sitting sitting in for Java Chapman, who's away today. And uh, we are happy to have you. You've moved from the phone to the board, and we, we thank you. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back, Deep South Dining, Malcolm White, Carol Palmer. We are live and in color right here at MPB's studios. And as we mentioned in the first segment, we now are rebroadcast on Sunday mornings at 9. So if you miss us on Monday mornings live, you can join us on Sunday mornings at 9 for a rebroadcast. Or you can podcast us at your leisure. Hey, when does that start? I think it's already started. I Liz, think you know? it started. It starts this coming Sunday, right before Memorial Day. There you have it. Okay, uh, we are going to talk uh, about egg salad, and uh, we have one of our absolute favorites uh, on the phone. Tim Pierce is with us, as well as Kristen, Kristen Williams. Williams, two of our absolute favorite posters and members of the cooking and coping family. Well, let me set this up a little bit for you. Uh, Kristen Williams was on the bus trip to New Orleans that I told you about last weekend. We went down to uh, to see the ballet, and she was doing due diligence on her upcoming vacation, reading through magazines, trying to select her recipes. Well, you know, little did we know that one of the recipes she selected was Japanese 7-Eleven egg salad. Japanese 7-Eleven It is served only in Japan in 7-Elevens. So let's put Kristen on the phone, and uh, she she's really started a phenomenon yes. i mean there's there's just a lot of conversation about this is that not your mother's egg salad this is not your mother's egg salad good morning Kristen. good morning so you're back from your uh beach trip you've cooked a lot of fish we've seen all your postings but we want to talk <laughs> about the egg salad so tell us a little bit about the egg salad and uh and what's in it 
Well, no, actually, it's super simple. Um, it, the, and the main ingredient is a Japanese mayonnaise that I'd never heard of called Kewpie mayonnaise. Um, and it's just eggs and a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, and a little bit of cream. Um, but to get the Kewpie mayonnaise, I had to act fast and, you know, thank goodness for Amazon Prime, got it to my house by the night before the trip so that I could uh, make the egg salad the night before. And honestly, the mayonnaise is what makes the difference. Um, that's the creamiest stuff I've ever tasted. Yeah, and but but the egg salad was different too because you didn't use all the the egg whites. It was a very non chunky, a very smooth egg salad. So, tell us a little bit about the preparation. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so, I used ten eggs and all of the egg yolks. Um, in the mixture, and it called for only half of the egg whites, and so I saved the other half of the egg whites to use in a salad later in the week. But um, so right, it's not—it's extremely creamy, not very chunky, um, and um, very, very yellow. <laughs> I, I love the picture that you posted, and I love that you put it on wax paper. It was very, you know, very retro <laughs> looking. Well, you know. The thing that made me think about that as a great idea for packing a lunch for the road trip down is um, whenever we had an early morning road trip, my mother would always um, make fried egg and bacon sandwiches and she'd wrap them in wax paper. And um, so, I don't know, that just made me think about that and I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, so I also got some wax paper to wrap them in. You know, I had a fried egg and bacon sandwich yesterday morning for breakfast at the inn at Ole Miss, and they fried it perfectly, just like my grandmother did, in a super hot oil so that the white of the egg was blistered. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's just nothing better. But, Kristen, thank you for starting the conversation. Uh, it's been quite a lively conversation, and we're going to continue I know, it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you're proud. I think you had 30 comments, and then somebody else posted and had uh, had equal amounts. So lots of people wow. made it made it over the weekend. Well, now because of that, I am determined to find that Japanese milk bread that is supposed to make it perfect and i'm going to get it and make another batch and try it exactly as it's supposed to be well i looked up recipes for uh the japanese milk bread and there were a number of them online including at the uh the new york times cooking you know their cooking app but you're not going to have any any trouble finding it and uh you know everybody says it's really easy so we want you to report after you make the japanese milk bread and okay, we'll do. Before you go, Kristen, uh, could you spell the name of the mayonnaise and pronounce it again for us? Because our listeners like to take notes and use new product. Yes, Kewpie, uh, K-E-W-P-I-E. And someone um, posted in a comment on the thread that you actually can get it at Mr. Chin's Grocery um, in Jackson. So you don't necessarily have to resort to Amazon like I did. Okay, that's great. Okay, or I bet at any store that has a heavy oriental section. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Also on the phone, we have Tim Pierce calling in from Memphis, who was very involved in this egg salad conversation. Hello, Tim. Good morning. Tim is always involved in the food conversation. <laughs> and who better to talk about egg salad? So, what are your thoughts, Tim? Well, I didn't grow up eating egg salad. It wasn't something Mother made, but then fast forward, and I met my husband, and he spent 20 years on Broadway in New York and had an egg salad and ham sandwich every day at the Stage Deli before he went to the show. So um, I had to do a, a quick lesson in egg salad, and then... I learned how to do egg and olive, and I say learned, but I really haven't mastered it yet because Dot McDuffie always made egg and salad and brought to the Grove for mm. all the ball games, and I, she, of course, trimmed the edges, and that was just standard setting for him, but, you know, we all know about the finger sandwiches that is so traditional for the South, so 
I, as an adult, I have learned about egg salad and have, of course, put my own twist on it. So it is a staple in our house. Okay, let's start with egg and olive because, Malcolm, you're a big egg salad guy. Yeah, I love egg and olive. And here in Jackson, it was Brent's Drugstore that always yes, uh, had the egg and uh, olive salad sandwiches, which uh, I was very fond of. And they still do. But... That was the first time I'd seen it. And now, of course, uh, I use the New Orleans-style olive salad to chop and put into uh, my egg salad. Malcolm, don't I remember that Brent has some texture to it? It does. um, But I'm trying – I don't know. Maybe we'll have to – Yeah, it does have some texture to it. Get the Brent's folks on the phone. Yeah, and uh, anybody that's a big egg and olive at Brent's, you know, give, give us a call. Yeah. Well, but, Dot McDuffie from Nettleton, she made hers very smooth. When Kristen was talking about her egg salad, I, I thought of Dot because I don't think she left the whites out, but, you know, I've tried to capture it for Brant, and uh, it, it was very smooth, and everything is minced almost. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you want a dainty, pretty sandwich, that makes more sense instead of everything spilling out the sides. So um, there's all the different versions, but, you know, it, it is basically egg and mayo and chopped olives. So Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, you mentioned something that we really need to talk about, and that is the finger sandwich. Finger. Uh, yes, finger, finger, as we say yeah. in the South. And, the you, you know, there was a time when you couldn't go to a afternoon tea, a, a bridal shower, a baby shower without having finger sandwiches. I mean, do people still do those? Of course. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. They, they, they've gotten an upgrade because now we've learned that if you spread mayonnaise around the four corners, that you can roll them in uh, certain elements to make them more dainty, right. if you will. The so, rolled. Uh, you the mean like to have little ch- chives on the side or something? Absolutely. You, you, Parsley, chives, sesame seeds, you know, cracked pepper, what, whatever you choose. Now, of course, the British actually use butter, you know, but in the South, we, of course, would use the mayonnaise. Right. Well, in, in Britain, too, they're called tea sandwiches. Yeah. In, in most of the United States, they're called tea sandwiches. But right. the the name, of course, it's just the way we say it. The finger sand, sandwich uh, is right. is a very southern thing. But my favorite finger sandwiches are egg salad, pimento cheese, and I do love a little cucumber salad. Yes, absolutely. Um, you noticed recently Janet Wagner has been doing that open faced tomato sandwich. Oh, yes. That we call here the Vicksburg tomato, tomato sandwich. sandwich. And I'm sure, Tim, you would never... on that? <laughs> <laughs> they were served at the Old Southern Tea Room in Vicksburg uh, back in the day. And so they've become known around these parts as the Vicksburg tomato sandwich. And, you know, one of the distinguishing characteristics of a proper tomato, tomato sandwich, and I know I don't have to tell you this, is homemade mayonnaise. That's yes, right. Which goes without saying. Which I do not make. I, I don't know why, but I, I go with Hellman's, and I know that'll start a, yes. a, a, a No, I use Hellman's as well, but I will have to say that I'm very intrigued by this QP mayonnaise mm-hmm. because I, I, I have seen it in the stores, but, I mean, it, it's mayonnaise, so I didn't think that much about it. But when all of this went on on cooking and coping, I did do a deep dive onto the Google, and I found out that the difference in that mayo and ours is that QP is made strictly with egg yolk. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So it is significantly richer and it has MSG, of course, which is addictive. And anything with it, it's just you want more and more and more of it. So that's what makes the QP. So I'm intrigued on making homemade mayonnaise strictly with yolks and see what hmm. that does. Well, today we've talked uh, quite a bit about eliminating the yolk in these, these dishes, both in the mayonnaise and in the egg salad. So there seems to be a trend on... I mean, eliminating the, the whites. White. Yeah, so there seems the to be a, a trend on more yolk, less whites. 
Yep. Yeah, it's a trend. You, you heard it, it here. It elevates the flavor for sure. You know, it yeah. makes it gives and, it a richer flavor. And the color uh, is outstanding yeah. when you go more right. yolk. Uh, and I that was, is not a joke. Yeah, no, no, no yolk, not <laughs> that, a joke. That's not a yolk joke. I was reading about finger sandwiches and tea sandwiches, and I loved uh, the definition of the British tea sandwich. And it's a sandwich that is used to stave off hunger before the next meal and typically eaten with uh, a, a, a little side to British tea time at 4 o'clock. But, uh, Tim, thank you so much for calling in, and we want to report on your homemade Kewpie mayonnaise. Hey, I, I will, do we have time for me to give a little suggestion? Sure, you go sure. right ahead. yes. I, I, I'm a big fan of bagels and locks, so I have created a spread where I basically make egg salad, but then I add all the things that goes with bagels and locks, like capers and red onions and, of course, smoked salmon all finely chopped and mixed into the egg salad. Spread that on your sandwich, your finger sandwich, and just a little round of the Campari tomato on top makes a great mm, appetite. That is outstanding. I'm, I'm, yes. My mouth is watering. Yes, yeah, some experimentation really in the Pierce kitchen. Got to love it. And it, it also works as a dip. You can just put it in a bowl and serve crackers with it. it so would you spread it on a bagel? Absolutely. You, you know, you can buy bagel chips or bagel crisps in the grocery. My favorite. So if, Everything. If you want, you know, uh, an appetizer dip, you can use the bagel chip with that smoked salmon uh, egg spread. Well, Tim, in your spare time, if you would write down the <laughs> ingredients or as much of a recipe as you have on that, maybe send it to me. We'll post it. Yes. Or at I least Malcolm that. and I will make it. Oh, yeah. And. Thanks a lot, Tim. We appreciate that you always listen and you come on and share. That means a lot to us and that you're a full participant on our Facebook page of Cooking and Coping. You know, when when you mentioned, Carol, the stave-off hunger sandwich, my favorite always growing up and to this day is to take one piece of, of bread, loaf bread, mayonnaise, a couple of slices of bacon, and then bend it over. We call this either a bend over or a fold over. I like that. And you eat it in your hand, and it's 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 one piece of bread folded in half <clears throat> with the mayonnaise and the bacon in between. Oh, I think you can make a lot of things like that. But, you know, th- that really did hit me what they said about staving off hunger mm-hmm. to the next meal because I'm so bad about, you know, getting hungry mid-afternoon because we eat late. Yeah. And picking up a little bag of chips or just, you know, something that's not healthy. And it, it's much healthier to eat a sandwich and also more sustaining Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to get Janet. Ooh, can't uh, wait for Janet. Janet Wagner's going to join us, and she's going to continue this conversation about egg salad and such. <clears throat> and so we thank her uh, for doing that. So we'll just take a short break. Be right back with lots more of Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Deep South Dining is getting ready to add a little more flavor to your Sunday morning. Hi, I'm Malcolm White. And I'm Carol Puckett, and we're setting the table for you to join us every Sunday morning for conversation about food and Southern culture. So join us starting May 29th and every Sunday morning at 9 for Deep South Dining. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast using any podcasting app. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email food at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. 
to Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Malcolm White, Carol Palmer, and this is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. And I am so hungry after that conversation about <laughs> egg salad. <laughs> All right. we uh, First, before we go to the phone, you know, this conversation about egg salad and summer salads uh, got me remembering as a child, my stepmom made this summer uh, dish. It was a plate. She called it a salad plate. And it was a plate that was covered with lettuce leaves, sliced tomatoes, a little dollop of egg salad, a dollop of, of tuna salad, and a dollop of chicken salad, all made fresh, and then some pickles and olives and some other things. And as a child, I hated this thing because I didn't think it was – I didn't like cold food. It wasn't substantial enough, and it just – and it had a dollop of mayonnaise on top of the – sliced tomatoes and now of course these are all of my favorite things of course (laughs) (laughs) so uh, jane uh, my stepmom and her salad plate or summer plate we would often often call it thank you so much now we're going to the phones we've got janet uh wagner calling us from Madison, and Janet knows a thing or two about egg salad and other... Yeah, and I know a thing or two about Janet, because we worked together for many years at the Everyday Gourmet, and she is one of my favorite cooks. She has an amazing taste memory for things, Uh, but Janet, we love your post, and we just saw that you jumped on the egg salad thing and just want to know what you think about that. I did. I immediately went to Mr. Chin's and bought the mayonnaise. Uh-huh. And, of course, you know me, Carol. I don't go by recipes and this, that, and the other. So I did mine a little bit different when I did of it. Of course you I did. Have, I have an egg cooker because I'm lazy. And so, anyway, but what I noticed on the egg salad recipe was you needed them uh, a little bit softer than a hard-boiled egg. So when I put them in my egg cooker, I didn't put as much water in it, so they would be a good texture. And then I peeled them, and I did everything, but I grated mine, Mm. which made a wonderful texture. How does one grate an egg yolk? I'm just, I'm I'm picturing my hand, a yolk in my hand, and uh, a microplane grater. Am I getting the picture? honey. A box grater. Yeah. Box. And, and, I mean, just use your hand and just grate it. I mean, grate the whole egg. The whole egg. Not just the egg yolk. Okay. I didn't just do the egg yolks. I did the whole egg. Yeah. And then did the mayonnaise in it and the sugar and everything. It was to die for. My husband loved it. And we just ate it on crackers. Mmm. Saltine. God, I wish we had some. You're going to have to wait till you get home, Carol. I would have made some and brought it to y'all this morning. But And then I was making a little bit of tuna salad because I wanted some. And I grabbed that mayonnaise and put that in the tuna salad. Mm. Make you slap your mama. Take up another notch. Now, what (laughs) did you put in your tuna salad? I just put, uh, I used those packs of tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little the foil okay. pack, the foil pack, and I put some um, eggs, and I put some uh, salad cubes. I don't use the relish. My mother used to take those little bitty jerkle pickles and chop them up. Well, guess what? They have them already chopped up in a jar now, mm-hmm. and put some of those in there. The mayonnaise and salt and pepper, and it made sugar. A I didn't. No, you don't need sugar in it. Okay. You put sugar in your egg salad, though. Put sugar in the egg salad, yeah. Okay. I don't put yeah, sugar in my tuna, tuna either. <laughs> just, yeah. just checking. And let me tell you, it was that mayonnaise made a huge difference. Hmm. Getting a lot of good uh, reports on this Japanese mayonnaise. Carol. Okay, Malcolm, I will volunteer to go get Kewpie mayonnaise for both of us so okay. we can talk. With great Tim says it has MSG in it. That's good. Yeah. I think all that you know, MSG, MSG was that, good. It got a bad. It got a bad. Then it rap. was bad, and now it's back good again. Kind of yeah. like you know. And Carol, I want to tell y'all something about the tomato sandwiches. 
Okay, this would be the the Vicksburg tomato sandwiches? I have renamed my tomato sandwiches to Madison tomato sandwiches Hmm. because I made up my own mixture, and it has become very popular in Madison County, and so I no longer make the Vicksburg. Wow. Okay, so tell us us about your secret. I know know it's a secret, but you don't have to give portions. I'll give it to you. I don't know the portions because I don't. That's why I can't write a cookbook because I don't have proportions on anything. Um, I use a roasted garlic aioli that I make, and then I add fresh basil to it. I'm already and that, in. And then that is my sauce. I'll bring y'all some. Okay, it's great. Delicious. We 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 I mean, love to be gifted. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> One of our favorite things. But Janet, so we, I, okay, keep going. I contacted the mayor of Madison and told her we have a sandwich now, and she was so delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she was. Well, Janet, keep on doing what what you do and post it. Uh, everybody enjoys it. We all learn a lot from you, and you you just add so much. And I know you do a lot of cooking with kids. And you're helping bring up the next generation, so thank you. Yeah. And thanks for my twelve-year-old cooked dinner yesterday, and it was so wow. good. Thanks oh, for having me out to your house recently, and I got to put my feet under your table, and the food was mighty yummy. What a setup you've got out there, girl! I tried my best. Well, <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot to uh, Janet from Madison. No longer a Vicksburg sandwich. It's, it's a Madison it's tomato now a sandwich. Madison tomatoes. Sandwich. All right, we're going to Osaka and see what Kathleen's got brewing. What's going on, Kathleen? Well, you drug me into it with all the egg stuff. I love it. Yep. Uh, we used to call a fold-over sandwich, as you say, a pocketbook sandwich. A pocketbook. A fold-over, yeah. a yeah. pocketbook, a bend-over. Okay. Yeah, but but uh, two tips. When you make uh, the eggs, you know, when you boil them, I used to use them in deviled eggs, and I used to use it in a baked egg in a muffin stick. You slice a slice of tomato, put little dices on the bottom. You put a scoop of your uh, filling that would you normally make for the egg salad, and then you can top it with a piece of toast. And when it's toasted, you take them out, and you serve them. It looks real pretty. You can put Thousand Island on top. You can put a shrimp on top, olives mm. on top. But that's what uh, Ruth Chris used to do that. Oh, yeah. And I had the Ruth Chris tomato was large beef steak or Creole. And you put a hot skillet. You use margarine or butter, not olive oil. This is the flavor thing. And then you put, uh, flip it. When it's done, uh, almost done, you can see it kind of getting a little loose. You put a dash of some kind of balsamic vinegar, uh, a little pinch of oregano, or a dash of McCormick poultry seasoning, a little bit. You take it out, cover it with cheese, and you've got your crisp steakhouse. All right. You know, I love uh, a broiled tomato, Carol. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, particularly yeah. in the summertime. I love right. tomato toast, too, broil. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got to get on the tomato. It's time. I like to broil my tomatoes and then put them on a pimento cheese sandwich. Ooh. That's a goodie. Yeah. Yeah. So here we've gotten the recipe for Roos Chris uh, broiled tomatoes. There you have it. Not complicated. Not complicated. complicated. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much. We uh, always appreciate that you're dialed in listening to Deep South Dining and that you call and share. Those are some great tips. Uh, We also have uh, Mike uh, is calling us now from Hernando, Mississippi. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Good, you? Not bad at all. What's shaking in Hernando? Uh, Me. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. A little little chilly this morning. (laughs) Hey, I've got a suggestion. Okay. Um, Do a show or a segment, please, for those of us who live... Uh, out of a microwave. Um, I don't cook, but I listen to you guys every time. And I'm wondering if you guys could do a show maybe on those of us who have to eat out of cans. We buy our foods in cans. We go to the store. That's all we look at. 
We don't even go to the fresh food aisle. Hmm. Uh, how can we come up with good meals? I mean, I, I know, you know, people that are cooks aren't favors of uh, canned vegetables, canned foods, canned meat. But a lot of us have to live that way because of our lifestyle. And I'd love to see you guys do something that would help us come up with nutritious meals when we don't have much to go by hmm. to use. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's an interesting uh proposition and we will explore it i'll tell you i i use canned foods i particularly like canned beans and i love the liquid in canned vegetables because it's so useful you can use it to do all sorts of things it can be a base for a soup it's a great thickening agent it even has a name which i can't think of but the uh the the liquid in canned vegetables uh is very versatile and it's some people pour it out and and i I don't. I use it for different things. Carol, do you know anything about such? Well, I mean, it does serve as a thickener to, you know, for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just like, you know, saving pasta water to put in your pasta. It helps, you know, stiffen the food up. Uh, But I think it would be a good idea to to get some people who really know what they're talking about about healthy canned meals. But of course, the canned tomato is (laughs) I'm the queen of the canned tomato. I have like you know six different you know uh, diced tomatoes, stewed tomatoes, Italian tomatoes. and everything, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so um, that's a good that's a good thought. We'll 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 get right on that. You know, like MSG, the canned vegetable has gotten a bad rep, which I don't think it necessarily mm-hmm. deserves. I think we all use quite a bit and don't think about it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that because I do. I mean, I'm single. I have a job. I come home, and whatever's in the shelf, like canned tuna, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can make a meal out of it, but. I always listen to you guys, and I feel guilty because you guys are, are chefs, you're cooks, you know how to cook things, and I don't. Well, uh, But a, a program like that would help a lot of us, and there's a lot of us that are like me. Sure. Well, thank you. And Malcolm and I, just to correct the record, we are not chefs. We nah. are home. We are happy home cooks. That's right. So we learn uh, just as much on this show. <laughs> we know, hang out with chefs. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Well, I'll, I'll come over to one of your houses very soon. There you go. Yeah, because there there's go. some good cooking going on. But thank you so uh, much for calling. You. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Yes, sir. It's always good to hear from people who uh, have a different perspective on eating and um, sharing and gathering, which is all part of it. It's not just about subs- you know, making oneself full and sustenance. It's also about having fun in the kitchen and uh, – I think this is an interesting idea. So, uh, Carol, besides going to uh, Oxford, you and I did something together last night. We went to a new restaurant in Jackson called Sambu's. It's Sambu's African Kitchen. And it is absolutely delicious. That was my second Sambu's experience, and I'm glad that we could share share the goodness. But it's out on Pear Orchard, uh, at yeah, the corner of Pear Orchard and County Line Road, in that shopping center, actually where, where I used, used to have an every, everyday, gourmet. everyday gourmet. Yeah, it's a one six two five East County Line Road, Suite one fifty is the actual. If you want to Google, map it. And the owners are from Ghana, Gambia. I thought. Either way, is that the same thing? You know what? We don't know. We've I got don't some know. work we, to do. we got some but work to do. here's what I wanted to but say. We, we want to get help want, on this work. We want to get this gentleman in here who owns and operates this place. So uh, we'll be looking forward to getting the owner of Sambu's uh, on the show. I had um, the meat pie, which is an African-style fried pastry, which is handheld. We were talking about the fold-over bend-back. I, th- yeah. I guess this is and a this, that pastry is phenomenal. I it, mean, it's hand, handmade pastry. Had the black-eyed pea fritters. Excellent. Uh, that's uh, black-eyed peas and, and uh, onions chopped up into a fritter. Uh, had the the shrimp soup. Did, did you have that, too? I can't remember. Yeah, I did. I did. I think that's, uh, I think that's one of the, you know, really uh, – Great dishes of that country of whatever this country is. That What's well, West Africa? It's called Ebi. E b b e h. That's the shrimp. And it has shrimp, cassava, chili peppers, lime juice, just a lot, a lot of flavor. Um, but the meat, the meat pie is phenomenal. I think that they actually cook down the meat for hours and and hours. It's yeah. just packed with flavor. 
And did you like your curry chicken? I did. I did. I I, I um, really I got some to go, so I will have it again. So, but it was great. It was curry chicken. And I think it had some like potatoes uh, cooked in with it, and then it had stewed cabbage on the side and white rice, sticky rice. Yeah, and cabbage is a big deal there. A lot of the dishes uh, have have cabbage. I had the chicken yasa, and it's marinated in onions and lemons and mustard, and it was served over rice. You could also get it served on, uh, over couscous. Yeah, but absolutely delicious. I just. Wish these people the best of luck because this is just such a wonderful, wonderful addition to the culinary community in in this part of Mississippi. And all the dishes were accompanied by a side of fried plantains, uh, which reminded me of my childhood because we used to fry bananas. We didn't have plantains, but we fried. Really? Yeah. Down there in Wiggins? No, I never had a fried banana. you, You peel them, cut them in half. And put them in a skillet with some butter and brown them off on both sides. And they're a wonderful uh, dish, uh, either as a dessert. You can put some creme fresh on top, or you can serve them uh, alongside of a, of a savory dish. Like I used to love to fry a half a banana and put it on the side of a New York strip as an accompaniment. You're so Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you didn't have the fried banana I did up. not have the fried banana. Um but Malcolm, you're absolutely right. It's a Gambian, Gambian. Rest, yes. restaurant. I knew it was a G word, but that's not a good thing to not get that right. Well, Carol, it's been a great show. Thanks uh, to all of our listeners. We had a wonderful participation today. And we want to remind you that this is your show. Carol and I are only the host, and we look forward each week to hearing from the people uh, who tune in to Deep South Dining. It is uh, a pleasure and a joy to hear from all these folks. All right, so Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from listeners just like you, and we thank you. Our show today was produced by Liz Gill, and uh, Lisa was our call screener, and we appreciate you ladies chipping in to make our show smooth today. For my co-host, Carol Palmer. I'm Malcolm White. We ask you to stay tuned for Marshall Ramsey's show, Now You're Talking, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. And join us each Monday for Deep South Dining.